Hello and welcome to 60MW. I'm Chris and I am joined by my lovely BMX bum bandit friend. It's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. Good evening, Chris. How are you tonight? Oh. I'm fine. How are you? Great. BMX. Ain't it cool? Good God, we're all going to die. <laughs> all right, Cobber. All right, mate. Let's throw a shrimp on the barbie. Yeah, let's let's throw some. Let's get our meat out. Get it some grill lines on it and give it a good wolfing. Whoa! <laughs> get a tin of Fosters out there. Oh, out the nothing freezer. like a tin of Fosters just to get your old boomerang going. <laughs> oh. I remember this one time I was fucking a dingo and then it bit my knob off. <laughs> Not much of a punchline, but I think the story, you know, tale of the story is don't fuck dogs. <laughs> Yigalah. That dingo, it stole my baby. Fucking welcome to it as well. All it did was shit itself and cry. <laughs> oh dear. Hey, how, how are you doing? Are you okay? I'm I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> oh, I, wasn't sure, I wasn't sure how long you were going to carry that on for. Uh, I'm very well, thank you. I'm glad to be back with a different kind of film from what we normally pick. Uh, yes. This, uh, for people who don't know what we're talking about, this is a spotlight reflection show, and it's our chance to go back to usually our childhood and re-watch a film that we haven't watched for probably t- plus 25, 30 plus years. Uh, and, you know, our memory of it is, oh, that was amazing, that was awesome. And then going back to them, mm-hmm. oh, actually, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was so much. Sound like that thing at that Skeksy out of Dark Crystal. Mm. You know what? I've never seen Dark Crystal, so yeah. All right, I'm off. <laughs> Sorry, I've never watched it. it it's uh, it's one of those films when it came out. Was that 1983 as well? Um, it was definitely <laughs> yes. Was it? Fuck. I don't. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, it's one of those films that I don't know. It just. It either scared me a little bit or I just had no interest in it whatsoever because I was too busy watching shit like No Retreat, No Surrender 2 or, <laughs> you know, stu- you know, stuff from that era, um, Kickboxer or whatever. But, um, yes, so we've done quite a lot of these shows, as I always say. The, the catalogue is growing. Uh, last one being, uh, as I mentioned it, No Retreat, No Surrender 2, which was jolly good fun. I enjoyed that. Yes. Uh, yeah. Bit of a shit film, but a good... <laughs> Yeah. A good chat, um, nonetheless. You make a spud of me. <laughs> I tell you what, when I was editing that, and you at the time when we were recording it, and you said that, um, I genuinely didn't. Re- so I went back and I, I downloaded the film off YouTube, so I could in- insert you know various clips and whatever. Um, and I, I was sort of like, I listened back to it. What the fuck does he say? It's it does sound. You make a spud of me. I don't know. Oh, so you just thought I was talking bollocks I then? D- I just... Uh, is he... Yeah, well, I thought... I, I, I don't remember that at all. But <laughs> but then listening back to it, it's amazing. I laugh... Because I, 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 I really listen... You know, once I've edited them, I'll then go back and I'll listen to the whole show just to see how it sounds. Because uh, I have a massive ego as well. And, um, you know, uh, so, but... And it was like, wow, you make a spud of me. What was the what was the other thing that that uh, she uh, she said? Uh, sucking on flies. Uh, yeah, sucking on flies. What the hell? How does one suck a fly? I don't know. I mean, do you just it, it, is it just sucking the insides out so you're left with like a semi crispy shell? 
I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't fancy sucking a fly, if I'm honest. So if you if, if you had to suck any insect, what would it be? Uh, well, I've swallowed a fly when I've been running and things like that, you know, and you just kind of go into your mouth, yeah. which is horrible because you know it's like oh god, um, and then you know you almost choke because uh, flies are dirty fuckers, aren't they? Um, definitely wouldn't want to suck a fly because well they they walk around on shit and stuff like that, you know. That's true. Yeah. Um, insect. What insect would I like to suck? I don't know. I haven't really given it much thought to be honest. What about you? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, see, worms are the obvious choice, but... Is it a worm an insect? Um, that's, a good, that's a good point. I was going to say it would be like one of those fruit yogurts that just tastes a bit of meat. <laughs> but, um, well, like a pepperoni. Right, right so, we talk, so, so if we're talking insects, has it got to have a thorax? No, you fucking... Ca- you bought ca- it all. Carapace. <laughs> uh, um, God, let's see, let's see. Right, we're ruling out flies, beetles, hmm... I don't know if I could handle a, like a Goliath beetle because that'd be too much. That'd be too big. Ugh. Cockroaches, yeah, not so. No, not so much. Uh, oh, um, God. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they'd have to be quite. They'd have to be quite juicy for suckage. You've, you've, you've tripped yourself up here. I'm just looking. Yeah, too many things are too spindly. I mean, I mean, I suppose if you got if you cut the legs off. You're left with a juicy body. You could probably suck that. But then again, if you cook it, does it go... Here's the thing. If you cook it, does it go solid on the inside? Or does it stay mushy? So you end up with a crispy outside and a mushy inside. What about a butterfly? Would you well, you have to pull... Well, I don't know, because you, you can't eat the wings, because you've got all those little filaments on them. So you take the wings off, and they just basically left with like a just a posh beetle. Posh grub, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a fashion. It's just a fashion fly, isn't it? That's all it is. <laughs> just like Chihuahuas are fashion rats. That's just a fashion fly. <laughs> oh dear, I I do love. You know, we obviously this is a film show, but for some mm. reason, in the first ten minutes, we always talk about the most random shit, uh, yes. which is awesome. Um, but anyway, how have you been? <laughs> are you okay? Well, I've been great. I've uh, yeah, you know. It's raining outside, but it's uh, but it's uh, I've been all right. I've been all right, uh, 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 Cobber. Cobber. Yeah. Bloody marvellous. Um, awesome. Well, we are talking about BMX Bandits from 1983, um, directed by Brian Trenchard Smith, um, starring a very young Nicole Kidman. I think this was her first acting role. Uh, and she plays Judy, um, one of the BMX bandits. And then you've got John Lay, who... Oh, no, sorry, he's one of the baddies. Um, I don't know why they put the baddies first on the cast. That's fucking weird. <laughs> uh, then you've got Angelo D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome name. He plays PJ. And then you've got James Lugton, who plays Goose. So they are the three main BMX bandits, the heroes of the story. Um, and... I did recognise one of the other actors, the guy who plays the boss, who's like the main sort of like bad guy. Uh, he, right. He's an actor called Brian Marshall. Um, he's been in various, you know, gangster films, and uh, he was in The Spy Who Loved Me. Uh, he was in The Long Good Friday. Uh, you know, he did in different things. Um, so was was this his kindergarten cop then, where he gets to play basically play the same character but in a 
in a PG-rated film? I, I don't know. He, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, um, you know, he, he plays a, a he, he played a gangster in The Punisher as well. Um, so he's good on gangsters. He, you know, he, <laughs> not typecast, but maybe you can make a living. Fuck it. Um, looking at his filmography and 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 whatever, he, I. He's a British guy, but he looks as if he's done a lot of Australian stuff. So he may may have flitted. I don't know whether he lived in Australia or he uh, he flitted between the UK and Australia because he was in Prisoner Cell Block H. Do you remember you watching that? Did yeah, that was miserable. <laughs> very very cardboard sets and uh, lots of lesbians. Yeah. Although you didn't really see anything lesbonic. Yeah, well, fucking hell, you wouldn't want to with the, some of the heifers in that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, Queen Bee, um, being one of Vinegar Tits. Do you remember her? God. <laughs> I, I, I may have seen a couple of episodes, but I, I, I wasn't aware that someone was called Vinegar Tits. She, she, yeah, she was one of the screws. Um, ah. And uh, yeah, then you've got Doreen, who was a dopey cow. Um, oh, God, I've forgotten. So, oh, anyway, Prisoner Soul. Okay. Has there ever been a foxy Doreen in history? Um, not that I can think of. Yeah, it's not a name associated with beauty, is it? Doreen. Doreen. Like Vera. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually Vera was one of the um um the the prison guards, I think. And and Vera, that that's uh yeah. Judy, that was another one, that was it, and Meg. Lizzie Birdsworth. Fucking hell. God, this is <laughs> bringing back some memories of lying in my mum and dad's bed watching um uh, prisoner cell block H because it used to be on late night on ITV yeah. on central ITV uh, you know sort of like on a Sunday night between you know half ten eleven o'clock even, probably even a bit later than that he used to bring me roses <laughs> <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. god that was in the charts that, that uh, anyway god um, well you know what we could do after Sledgehammer well there you go fucking hell if we ever get to the end of Sledgehammer um and then he's just—it looks as if he's in a few. I mean, he's only seen British stuff like Heartbeats, you know, TV show from over here. Yeah. Uh, the, one, the one with Tony Hart, where he, where he did drawing. Not that one. The one with um, uh, Nick Berry. Nick Berry. Yeah. Yes, nineteen sixties country policeman. But all they had to do was, well, it was literally someone stole a Jaffa cake, and we managed to stretch it out into a one-hour episode. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, he was in an episode of Neighbours as well, or a couple of episodes of Neighbours. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, he's sadly no longer with us. He actually um, he died uh, in 2019, June 2019, at the age of 81 in Australia. So he uh, obviously had a, a love for Australia. Anyway, um, that does explain it because I was not sure if he was supposed to be Cockney or not throughout this film, and that would explain it if he's spent most of his time in Australia. He's, sometimes he sounded like an Australian doing an English accent. And sometimes he sounded a bit like a geezer. Yeah. And there's particularly a speech at the end where he does talk about like British things. Um, yes. So that kind of made me think he'd... Well, he even says he, he came over to Australia in the film, but I'm assuming in, uh, in real life as well. Um, now, Brian Trenchard-Smith, as I mentioned in the last episode, I'd heard of him because... Uh, Dave talks about him quite a lot. You know, uh, he's made quite a few. I don't know if you call them Ozploitation films. That's the I think the official term for you know. Is it? I think. <laughs> Sorry, it is. <laughs> um, so I asked Dave earlier on if 
you would recommend uh, a Brian Trenchard Smith film, what would it be? Uh, because I think I said to you before that what from what Dave said is that they are very low budget, lots of action, um, lots of TNA stuff like that, and the stunts in it where you think, Jesus, you know, somebody must have died doing that, uh, you know, sort of very reckless. But he so he made this on his weekend off then. <laughs> yeah, he recommended a film called The Man from Hong Kong. And there is a review on the 60mw.co.uk website of it. Uh, and then he's got, he did a film uh, called uh, Strike of the Panther, um, which... Uh, so was that Strike of the Panther or Striker the Panther? St- strike, no, no, sorry, I've got straying into America then. <laughs> strike, Strike of the Panther. Uh, and he did one called Day of the Panther. Uh, so... Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, apparently uh, he recommends also, or he says a film called Turkey Shoot has its moments. Um, but yeah, definitely The Man from Hong Kong is one that Dave would recommend. If you're going to delve into the cinematography of Brian Trenchard Smith. Um, I mean, I, I might not, but I may. You may well, yes. Um, so you picked BMX Bandits. So... Tell me a little bit about why. Well, well, it was 1984 or so, wasn't it? Probably by the time it turned up on um, VHS, mm-hmm. um, it would have been a rental with my then friend Peter and uh, Stephen. Um, yeah, we we watched that, and because of the intro, we wanted to be called BMX people. Um, I think I had my black. Raleigh Boxer at the time um, and I think the other two had another Raleigh BMX bike uh, with the with the padding around the um, bollock bar whatever you want to call it mm. and uh, none of us had pads but we all wanted face plates after the start of this so yeah what it's that age isn't it you watch a film about something that you think's cool and then you want to be it so you can convince yourself you can be a ghostbuster and you convince yourself you can be a BMX bandit mm. So, yeah, impressionable, impressionable, silly little person with tiny knees and big hair. <laughs> well, so um, looking at the release date for this, oh, it was December, the 29th of December, 1983. I mean, I always find it a bit weird when films are released that close to fucking New Year's. It's just like, yeah. just can't you wait for a few days? <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> release it after, you know, in the new year or something. Yeah. It doesn't really scream post-Christmas film, does it, this yeah, one? Not really. Um, but I can't see that there's a UK date release date on here, but I would imagine it's going to be sometime in 1984. Yeah. Because that's where it re- it was released in the vast majority of, I suppose, the other bigger territories. Uh, I, I mean, here we go. Ireland, it was released on the 26th of October, 1984. I mean, why, why they haven't got England as a release date? You know, yeah. but- well, maybe it could have been 85, I suppose. I'm just thinking because... We were all riding around trying to be BMX bandits, but when I, yeah, everyone then went onto a new BMX because whenever did you? I don't know if you had this when you were a kid, but if one of your friends got a new bike, did you all tend to then get new bikes in in sort of quick succession? So I had a Grifter. <laughs> I never had a BMX. I was, ah. I, yeah, I was. Uh, I was one of those kids that, uh, yeah, I, I had a grifter. Now, for, for people who don't know what grifters are, I mean, BMX bikes are quite light. They're, yeah. You know, that was the thing about them, wasn't it? That they, you could do stunts on them, you could 
do tricks. You know, they were fast, they were agile, they were light. You know, you could do wheelies, all sorts of stuff. And my mate, Steve, um, he had an amazing BMX. And I, I still remember it now, you know, on the uh, the the valves on the tyres. He got, like, yeah. these uh, dice, you know, uh, it, <laughs> which well, looked awesome. Um, yeah. And I was really jealous. And, and I had a grifter. And a grifter is... So if you can, I suppose, imagine like a BMX is the equivalent of a, you know, like a sports car, you know, like I said, fast, agile. A grifter is the equivalent of a fucking articulated lorry. Um, <laughs> big, heavy, you know, you needed muscles like Popeye to be able to pull wheelies and stuff like that, you know. Um, and I don't remember where we had this bike from. I don't think it was bought brand new, put it like that. Um, so... But yeah, and so my memory is um, going to the cinema to watch it. Um, yeah, and I went. I went with um, Steve and his dad, and um, I was thinking because I thought this was one of my very first, or if not the first, cinema trip. But yeah. looking, thinking about it, I don't think it actually was. I think my first cinema trip may have been for your eyes only. Um, because I, I have very strong memories of watching that. Now, that was 1981. So I would have gone to the cinema with my mum to watch that. Now, um, I'd have been five. So, uh, you know, quite young to watch a film like that, I guess. So whether it's yeah. my mum wanted to go and watch it, or I can't imagine that I'd have turned around and said, let's go and watch Few Eyes Only. Um, <laughs> I really fancy a James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Mummy. Um, or maybe it was just re-released a, a few years later. I, I don't know, but that's definitely one of the very early ones. And then thinking about it, um, it was E.T. in 1982. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I, I I saw E.T. at the cinema. I think that that was possibly my first, or they did a re-release of Snow White, and I, I mean, I, I would have been proper young, like yeah, proper young then. Yeah, but, yeah. Mm. So you had a grifter. See, when I when I was that age, there only. No, it's one of them. I was aware of two types of bike when I was about five. One was a BMX and one was a racer. And no one wanted a racer because the wheels were too thin. So as soon as you went, you couldn't skid properly on a racer because you'd probably buckle the wheels off and just fall off. Mm. But I, it wasn't too long after this, everyone else got a new round of BMXs. And then I, I was the betrayer of the group because I remember going, going bike shopping. I remember I went and picked out a bike because I'd outgrown my Raleigh Boxer. And uh, there was a new thing in the bike shop that was called a mountain bike. Ooh. And it had gears. So I got that. And, um, yeah, I was seen as a bit of a traitor for a while. But, you know, either last laugh. I could go up a hill without dying because gears. <laughs> I could go damn faster in a straight line. Gears. I could do better skids. Gears. All right. I couldn't. I couldn't jump and spin my handlebars around in front of me, but then neither could any of my other five-year-old, six-year-old chums. Yeah. So I was a fucking trendsetter. I didn't know anyone else had a mountain bike where I came from. So could you do any tricks on your BMX or anything like that before you you? Um, well, we used over? to we used to set up ramps. Yeah. In random places, you always find somewhere to do it to try and do a jump, or you go like a little hill with a ditch at the bottom, and then you put a ramp on the uh, <clears throat> on the uh, incline of the of the hill just opposite so you see how far you could jump you'd jump over your mates and sometimes that'd work other times you someone would get a tire in the bollocks <laughs> because you, you can't jump it as far as you thought people would get um like those big nuts here 
<laughs> big nut things you put on the back of the bike so you could oh, have yeah. a mate stood on the back of the bike as well. Yeah. Having a backy, yeah. Yeah, having a backy, and if you were, you know, if you had those, you could give someone a backy, and then if if you were feeling particularly brash, you could also have someone sat on the handlebars as well, so you could have a backy and a fronty. Fucking hell! Which is a bit, you know, a bit sexual, but I was going to say it's like having been a fucking spit roast, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's all good fun. Back in the days when kids could go out on their bikes and not be sworn at, well, they weren't just obnoxious little twats. Mm. And, uh, yeah, yeah, no pedos, no nothing like that. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so what are your memories of BMX Bandits then? Um, huh, the only... Mem- I had three things that I remembered. One was Nicole Kidman was in it. I, I found that out later and I thought that was odd. Not I didn't fancy her at the time or anything, but I just thought it was odd she was in it. Uh, I'll say four memories. Australian. Mm. Uh, the intro sequence. I remember that. The the getting ready and the, the faceplate, because everyone wanted a faceplate. Uh, no, we didn't wear helmets at all. Cause, no. Again, no one wore helmets when we were younger. Now you can't have a shit without wearing a fucking helmet and elbow pads. <laughs> but, it's true. <laughs> everyone wanted a faceplate, but we never got them, because I think they were about fourteen ninety nine, and when we were five, fourteen ninety nine. I mean, that's birthday and Christmas money combined back mm. in those days. Yeah. Uh, so I remember that. And I remember a water slide. Ah. But that was it. That's all I remember. I remember loving it. But I don't know if I trust a five-year-old, six-year-old me. Yeah. Naive. Or yeah. was I? So this, I mean, film, obviously we'll get into it in a bit. But it did. It brought back more memories than, you know, I couldn't remember a great deal about this film uh, at all. Other than, like I said, the cinema trip with, with my f- best friend and his dad. And, um, yeah, my, my, um, he lives in New Zealand now and his dad died a couple of years ago and, um, it was, was it, oh, two thousand it was 2018, I think, to end of 2018. This might sound a bit weird to you, I don't know, but, um, you know, like I said, we've been friends since, like, you know, we, we were sort of six or seven and, um, my one of my uncles that actually died the same year, and I, I got more emotional at my dad's, fre- uh, my friend's dad's funeral because it it felt a little bit like my childhood had gone, like there was a little yeah, part of my yeah. childhood that had gone. Do you know what I mean? And I think I always associate things like um, uh, like this, like BMX Bandits, as having one of those memories where you know they took me to the cinema to to and, and it's you know amazing how memories like that can sort of dwell with you for so long you know and just yeah. I, I don't, don't get me wrong I don't think about, about it every day but just obviously watching this film has, has made me think about that you know um, so yeah just uh, it, it was just it brought up a few different emotions watching this film I must admit you know just different memory I couldn't remember a, a, a tap about the film other than one line one line that stuck with me for over 30 years uh, which we'll talk about um, later on but that's the only thing I can remember about this film <laughs> that's all it was so um, and I think I've only ever seen it once in mem- from memory and that was at um, at the cinema I don't remember watching it on video I don't remember it being one of those sort of films that we would have watched on, on VHS after it came out because then you know other thing we would have watched other things sort of around 1984 1985 like commando yeah <laughs> you know? no i think i probably i have probably only seen it twice yeah the, 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 because of because of bmxing at the time i mean i, I don't think it was never never quite as faddy as it is in this film but uh, <laughs> when you get to the end it's crazy but 
yeah, it just stuck in my memory for that reason. So yeah, I remembered very, very little about it. Mm. Um, now, uh, apparently, mm. I, I read that Quentin Tarantino referred to this as the Australian Goonies. Um, yeah, I could see sort of where he's coming from. Yeah, but it's not quite as fantastical. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely get the reference, um, yeah. and having watched it again, like you know, uh, this week, uh, I can see where he's coming from. The other thing as well is the cinematographer, uh, a chap called John Searle. Um, he later went on to win an Oscar for The English Patient. How about that? <laughs> fine okay <laughs> yeah uh you know he's been a, uh, a cinematographer for uh lots of different films it was he was the director of photography for, for mad max fury road um he's done all sorts he was uh one of the harry potter films talented mr ripley um as i said the english patient the firm uh dead poet society rain man gorillas in the mist the mosquito coast the hitcher so he's done quite a few yeah. big films. Can you know after going on from uh, from BMX Bandits? Uh, well, everyone starts somewhere, I suppose, don't they? I mean, you could tell by the um, the particular poster of, of this that you put up in uh, on the Twitter on the Twitter. Um, obviously, they're very much leaning towards Nicole Kidman now being famous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so on IMDb, this has got a 5.5 out of 10 rating uh, out of 5,020 people. Um, we've actually got a Metacritic as well. I know. I know. <gasps> it's been a while. It's, it's been a while. It's crazy to think that, you know, and, and maybe I don't know if it was just based on the, a, a re-release or something. But yeah, this has actually got a Metacritic. It's mental. Like the blob didn't. Um, I'm just mad. Yeah, um, because arguably that's the the bigger film you'd think. But um, yeah, so shall we have a little look at Metacritic? Yeah. um, There are. It's got a 53 score out of six reviews, so not bad. Um, Three positive, two mixed, and one negative. So I'll take the the one of the positive ones. Uh, Okay. This is from the Guardian. Uh, It says. A feast of kitsch and gaudy colour set to the tune of 80s synth soundtrack. The film plays like a G-rated music video and Trenchard Smith maintaining a buzzing energy throughout. Do you want to take one? I'll take one for the middle. Um, <clears throat> I'll go for Time Out, uh, which have, they've given it a 60. Uh, they've said... Obviously made on a TV budget, the plot is weedy and the film is saved only by some neat stunts and the splendour of the Australian landscape. Mm. Uh, I'll do, I'll do the, the most critical. This is from Empire magazine. Uh, and it says, ultimately, BMX bandits and day glow elbow pads just ain't cool. One bef- beft? Beth. <laughs> One beft. Beft. One best left to fond memory. So... That's exactly what this podcast is all about. Is it? Yes. Uh, mm. Should it be left, you know, in the vault of, of fond memories or, you know, have we exposed it to like Dracula to, to be turned to dust and destroy one of our memories? Anyway, uh, I don't know why I got quite poetic then. Um, <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> um, right. So shall we have a listen to the trailer? The 30 second trailer. 
I thought there's something wrong here because this this can't be right. It's 30 seconds long. But um, there you go. Anyway, here it is. Here's the, here's the 30-second trailer for BMX Bandits. <laughs> BMX Bandits. They're wild in the streets in a high-flying ride to adventure. It's thrills and spills, fast and furious fun. It's a real blast. There you go. The very short trailer. However, apparently you watched a different one. Didn't you? Yeah. Did, did you not? Yeah. Well... I'm a bit confused because I watched it on YouTube and it was it was about three minutes long and mm. it said trailer. I don't know if it was it, but it was kind of a trailer, but it, it it was three minutes of the film, not you know, taken from various points, but the, I don't think there was any speaking in it, it was just music. But it was odd, like music and a brief almost mime of what the plot may or may not be about. Mm. Odd. I clicked on that and I thought, "Fuck me, I can't play a three minute, three and a half minute trailer." <laughs> um, but um, I buckled down and took the ride. Yeah, no, it wasn't that I couldn't watch it. It was just um, if I put a three and a half minute trailer in the show, <laughs> that's a bit much. So I was trying to find a nice compromise because I thought, "Well, thirty seconds, yeah. that's too short." Well, um, the thing is, I did see the thirty second one and I ignored that because I thought it can't be thirty seconds. Like yeah, you just said. That felt more like a, a TV spot, you know, like um, when they, yeah. they do the Super Bowl and stuff. They always have like TV spots of new films that are coming out, don't they? So it just, it, it didn't feel like a full-blown trailer. No. Um, so, but then I did start to watch that and then I read some of the, the description on it. I think it's a fan-made one. Okay. So, um, but yeah. So what we couldn't find was a proper cinematic trailer then, really. Yeah, like a, a you know, a, mi- a minute and a half of just the film yeah um yeah it was uh that was a bit strange but um this has got a running time of an hour and 28 minutes so mm. perfect for for that era isn't it you know it is the right length exactly perfect it just fits snugly in my time hole <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't think where i was going oh, time time holes pretty good um so anyway, how hmm. many pages of notes have you written about this hmm. lovely film? Can I ask one question? Yes. Because my mind's gone blank, like a blank thing, when do we do the synopsis? Oh, shit! Well, we can do it now. <laughs> I don't know if we do it. I can't remember if we do it now or after note talk. I, I can't remember either. i tell you what. Damn. Let's do it now. Why not? Cool. Let's, it's not as if this is our first rodeo, but anyway, <laughs> let, just do it. What's the synopsis of the film? Well, it's funny you should mention it. I do actually have a synopsis. Ooh. Again, it's a very short one. Um, right. A trio of BMX enthusiasts become entangled with a group of bank robbers after discovering their cache of walkie-talkies. Ooh. There you go. Mm. Um, so, yes... How many pages of notes have you written? I have nine. Fucking hell. <laughs> you went hold to- on. Hold, hold, hold to the phone. You sent me a message saying, I've only watched eight minutes and I've got a page and a half. I know, but I think it dropped off after a bit. <laughs> See, oh, right. So that's probably why I wrote so much, because I thought, fuck me, he's going to turn up with loads, so I'd best write loads. 
Yeah, no, it did drop off after a little while because, like, yeah, I, I did. I watched ten minutes and I was I was furiously scribbling away, and then I realised, oh shit, I've written a page. I'm only, I'm only ten minutes <laughs> into the film here, um, but no, I've in the end, <clears throat> four, five, six, six and a half pages. Cool. I mean, to be honest though, I mean, looking through it, weirdly, I have written down very little dialogue. Ah, okay. Which is odd. I think I was just trying to get my head around something. I don't know why. But yeah, generally, I've just... I mean, it is bollocks, let's be honest. The, the My writing's always bollocks, but it is just <laughs> very... There's very few that go above half a line. Right. Okay. Yeah, I didn't write a lot of, a lot of dialogue because they, they, they there is quite a lot of dialogue between them and they yeah. do speak and um, quite a lot, you know. Um, so I think it was just sort of some of the main points... Um, you know, so um, should we get into it? Yeah, can't wait to hear your nine pages. Fucking hell! No, yeah, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it, it. I mean, the I watched it on YouTube, and I think there's a couple of versions that you can watch. Um, one which I think is slightly better quality, having looked because it, it even had the sort of it, uh, the reason why I clicked on it afterwards was because it was a few minutes longer, and I thought. Oh, you know, have I watched a slightly shorter version? Um, yeah. But it's so it's it, it's one the that, that version which I didn't watch. It, it it's sort of you know when you go to the cinema and it has like the um, the the title of the, the the rating of the film, you know. Oh yeah, and yeah. you know signed by so and so, and then it had the that the rank um, guy the ringing the the the, the gong, you know. Yeah, I think the, the I think the version I watched. St- no, the version I watched, I think, literally just started straight at the uh, title card. Yeah, so we must yeah. we must have watched the exact ver- same version then. Um, yes. Yeah, and it's got a very funky intro, hasn't it? Um, yes. Uh, you know, shiny BMX bandits sign. It's, it's as eighties as you get as far as a font goes, doesn't it? It's, yeah. Um, yeah. With the yeah that you will hear many a time. <laughs> throughout this film many a time yeah um and you see a couple of kids and they're putting on their gear you know their biking gear and uh it, it's <laughs> like a child's version of uh arnold schwarzenegger getting ready to kill people in commando suiting up yes exactly what i wrote oh my god it's i love it when we're on the same page no pun intended but yeah exactly what i put it's just like arnie getting tooled up in commando yep and then obviously subsequent other films that got, you know, that uh, ripped off Commando. Because I think that was one of the first times I saw that happen. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then, you know, there's there's just a bit of them doing tricks and shit, isn't there? You know. Um, sort of, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's quite odd. There's, there's two of them at this point in time. And uh, at this point, I've just written down Mr. Red and Mr. Blue. Because one of them has a red bike. And all red paraphernalia. So his helmet's red. Uh, the other one is blue. And he's wearing a stripy sort of Jean-Paul Gaultier t-shirt. But his uh, helmet's blue. And uh, his pedals are blue. They're flicking the pedals around and putting their elbow pads on the helmets. And the oh-so-wanted faceplate. Yeah, they just... Um, off they go. Down, down, down a hill. Um, and then they go down some steps. Quite slowly. And quite gingerly. Mm. So I was wondering at this point, were there stunt bikists? Were there stunt men or was was it actually them? They said, maybe this is where the danger came and it's like, right, we're going to make it, but you're all going to have to do your own stunts, which could explain why they went down these steps so slowly. Mm. 
And they start, well, actually, no, obviously not, because they start riding backwards, sitting on the handlebars. Mm. Um, then, uh, oh, yeah, Mr. Blue, he ups the game by standing on his bike while he's going down this down by the coastal road. Mr. Red, he pulls a wheelie, which isn't quite as impressive, but never mind. And, uh, yeah, they get... Blue almost hits a rock at this point as well, right near the end. Mm. He has to have to do a little swerve, and I thought, oh, he's going to hit the... Oh, he just missed it. So I don't know if that was probably a one-take thing. He just got it wrong a bit. And then they stop off, and then, uh, yeah, apparently when you hear, first hear our heroes' voices, which is uh, when you find out they're Australian. Mm. So, Let's go to the pier for a milkshake. Last one there's buying. <laughs> one of them's got a really quite a dour voice. I was going to say... Is it Goose um, yes. that, that's sort of like, all right, let's go down to the pier and get a milkshake. Oh, no, we're going to get killed. Uh, yes. But it's it's just, he's very one tone, isn't it? And that's not to say that he's a bad actor. It's just, he's just, he's, 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 his voice doesn't change, you know, it, no. it, at all, does it? He's one of the most monotone, pessimistic characters I can remember in a film. <laughs> yeah. He's the opposite of Daniel. No, no, because Daniel sounds a whingy wanker, isn't he? But uh, he's the opposite. Yeah, he's, he's just not Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky. Everything's always going to end up bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I quite liked him. But anyway, uh, it, then, uh, the, the, like you said, all the tricks and stuff are sort of accompanied by this... Whoosh, whoosh, <laughs> you know, when they're doing the jumps... Whoosh, it's it's very 80s i loved it um but yeah and then um it changes pace very quickly after that um yes. because you get some sinister music and you see a van and there's a some men in, it's quite a small van there's about six blokes it's a shit van isn't it? <laughs> yeah i became six... slightly obsessed with how shit this van was too <laughs> Yeah. But it made kind of made sense after a while. But I was thinking, that's a rubbish van. They're never going to get away in that. It's it's almost like a Bedford Rascal. It's maybe a little bit bigger than that, but it's rubbish. Mm. Uh, yeah, because there's four dudes in the back and two in the front, and then uh, they've got guns. They've got pig masks. Yeah. Um, you can tell, this is how you can tell it's an eighties kids film because they've got double barrel sh- or they've got sorry they've got shotguns, and the film's quite comfortable with seeing seeing them loading shells into them. Yes. You don't get that anymore in kids' films. Now yeah. it'd be a water pistol or a cucumber. Yeah. You know what? It did remind me a little bit of Point Break. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, uh, they're outside the bank. Um, and, they're, they're, well, you, you can tell they're a little bit sort of, I don't know, unhinged or whatever you want to, or just immature because, like, they're making... Simple? Pig noises. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, you know, squeak. Uh, kind of thing, and um, but the driver's got a wolf mask on, hasn't he? Yeah. Which I noticed. Also, at this point, because because it keeps keeps fritting between them loading shotgun shells and someone counting money in the bank or whatever it was. Yeah, and it it, it panned sort of up, and you saw where the van was, and it was about fucking two hundred meters up the road. And I'm just sat there thinking, why have they fucking parked so far away? They're never going to get there and back without <laughs> getting shot in the face. But as it turned out. They did drive a bit closer to the bank. Yes. By, by closer, I mean they ram-raided it. Yeah, yeah, they're not forgetting about it. They smashed through the glass um, and got out and, yeah, um, one of the pigs says, you're, I'll try and do it, you're staring death in the face. That wasn't very <laughs> Australian, was it? Um, you know, and then uh, he, he says to one of his, uh, his, his bank robber mates, I'm having a bit of trouble with a female. Uh, <laughs> 
Now, does he say to one of them, uh, he says something like, come on, you big fat turd or is it something like that <laughs> or is it big fat bird i couldn't tell i think it might have been turd i wasn't sure myself i put big fat dot 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 <laughs> but you know I was, I was quite happy at this point because they're threatening to blow holes in people's brains and yeah got guns i was like yes 80s yay yeah but yeah but then it turns out there's a secondary pig who's actually got a better car and uh once they nickel the money and tell everyone to yeah don't anyone move or I'll blow a hole in your brain. <laughs> right, Jesus. Fucking hell. All right. Calm down. But yeah, they get into a better car. They leave their um, shit van just parked in the foyer. And uh, yeah, they, they bugger off, which is good. Mm. We, then we, we cut to the police station. It turns out it was the Montgomery Street Bank. Ah. And the, the, the Rosas are on the way. Um, and then it switches again. It does that quite a lot. It, this film has the occasion, like, one scene that lasts five seconds and then it moves on to something else. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, because you see the two... Um, you see PJ and Goose and yeah. they're peddling. Peddling furiously. <laughs> mental. <laughs> yeah. this, is what I was, this is what I was sat there feeling smug, thinking, huh, I got a bike with gears. I didn't have to pump my legs like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, they are. They're going crazy. And... Yeah. Um, that you know they they jump over a car with a whoosh. yeah because that's right yeah because the it's the uh, the robber's car doesn't it get stuck behind them mm. uh, the, the, <laughs> I put yeah uh, robbers get stuck behind the bandits typical fucking cyclists don't give a fuck about traffic <laughs> yeah and the, this is sort of um this surprised me I mean there's a few of these little bits where just stuff happens around them do you know what i mean yeah. and um <laughs> yeah. this was awesome because there's a, a a really well it's fit woman wearing the tiniest skirt yeah. um you know a gust of wind and you'd have seen everything yeah uh, quite a loose top you can see the old udders flapping around <laughs> yeah um because um she's sort of like standing on by a, a bench uh walks over to a bench and there's a guy stand there and he's sort of like he's a, he can i think I, I think he even makes the expression of oh mm. uh well, you know give that one oh I'll give her one like you know that's kind of that's the era that we're in yeah. um truth me i'd love to penetrate that <laughs> what he was thinking um and uh so yeah she's um sort of like bends over a little bit exposes a little bit of arse um and so the 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 bit the bandits are sort of furiously peddling through all of this and um there's a dummy like a a, a mannequin type yeah. thing that it happens to uh d- does it get caught on one of them or, or th- yeah they, they I, I can't remember what they're riding past but they i'm sure they jump over something and one of them manages to gain a mannequin on the front of his bike and as he as he rides past this woman bending over, the mannequin's hand slaps her buttocks. <laughs> yeah. And she turns around and calls... Does she slap the fellow? I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah, she slaps yeah. him. Yeah. Dirty perv. <laughs> and then, you know, so that's not even the end of the mannequin fun, because then we cut to a vicar who's just innocently walking up the road. <laughs> the bandits stop, the mannequin goes flying, the vicar gets the mannequin flange in his face... Uh, which then seems to, uh, for some reason, he sort of he's baffled, spins around a bit, and he manages to slap a woman's tits with the mannequin. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not the last time you see this vicar, um, but he, I thought, oh, he looks a bit, bit dodgy. You could, he's he's a bit of a perv himself, isn't he? Because well, he's, he's a vicar, only they? they're all touching something they shouldn't. Be. <laughs> 
but but yeah, uh, and then you know this is in the first sort of like what five ten minutes of the film. You could tell I, have, like, I wrote loads about it because uh, there's a lot going on. Um, yeah. You know, and and I thought, oh yeah, we're definitely in like eighties kids, you know, territory. There's nothing yeah. that's overly. Uh, what I would gratuitous or violent or sexual no. or whatever, but it's just you know it's quite funny. Is I you know all this stuff going on, um, yeah. you know, it's not sanitized to the point that things are now either. So yeah, someone gets the bum slapped. You almost see some boobs. Mannequin gets some crotch in the face. There's a bit of shotgun, possibly threatening of violence. None of it's particularly carried out, but it's there. Yeah. Whereas now it would be someone fell over on a banana skin, but they landed on a pillow so they didn't hurt themselves. Yeah. Um, and then Goose and PJ are talking about wanting their own, you know, race track or, you know, uh, BMX track that they can have. But uh, again, uh, Goose is, well, that's never going to happen, is it? <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking, he's just like, what's that cartoon character? Oh, um, oh, oh God. Uh, Winnie uh, the Pooh. What's his fucking name? Eeyore. Donkey. Eeyore. Yeah, donkey. Donkey. Yeah, Yeah, he is. He's like the human equivalent of uh, of fucking Eeyore. Um, But anyway, now, again, another recurring character that just sort of pops up randomly. Um, This fat kid. um, (laughs) That's what I called him, just fat kid. (laughs) Oh, I put, uh uh-oh, comedy fat kid stuffing his face. He seems he seems to be accompanied by um, well, he's he's got an accompanying fat kid soundtrack, yeah. which is only only applies when he's on screen, and it is like if if Mario walked into a village full of fat people. It's all I can describe. It's a fat person's computer game soundtrack, and this yeah. poor little fat kid. <laughs> I sort of I wrote down is accompanied by dumpy music because <laughs> <laughs> he's eating. Now I couldn't tell if this was a boy or a girl at, at what point. No, he was that fat. It, it, yeah, he, he'd lost his uh, lost his gender through blubber, and yeah. it could have been either. But the music I may put it in is sort of like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a big fat bastard. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. Anyway, um, so he's he's a recurring character, but he, he's yeah. um, gets get you know he's he pops up, and then you see Nicole Kidman, and she's working and talking to Fatty. Uh, yeah, she's pushing trolleys, isn't he? Then it turns out oh, I put fat kid as a rich cunt. <laughs> Not quite as harsh. I put rich twat, uh, but yes, you are right. Um, and yeah, Nicole, Nicole Kidman's saving for a bike, apparently. Yes, and he's just like, well, I just asked my parents for one, and I got it before Christmas. You bastard! Then she's trying to put the trolleys back, and he's pushing half of them away, mm. so she has to run after him, gets them back again. He probably gives her some more grief. Does it again, and then uh, yeah, PJ and Goose come round the corner. Oh no. Don't no no first first no we we get the uh... this was awesome tell me you didn't miss this I mean, and also I've got to say what the fuck is he wearing on his head this fat dude it's like is it it's like a solar hat or something what something what? weird and it do you not remember weird hats you used to get around then like you'd get a baseball hat with a with a built in radio but like radio like, yeah have a built in radio into the top of it 
and two gigantic massive square headphones, one which had a three foot aerial sticking out of it. Yeah, yeah. And I had a hat when I was a kid and uh, I got it from, I don't know if it was Rill or Blackpool. Uh, for, for people who don't live in the UK, you know, they're sort of like the seaside towns. Rill's a bit of a shithole now. Uh, Blackpool's very gaudy. But uh, it's uh, it, I had a hat, um, a baseball cap that had boob inspector on it and it had... <laughs> When I was a kid, <laughs> and two foam boobs on it, which is amazing. I love that hat. Oh, you would actually get hung for wearing that now. I know, I know. Lynch um, mobbed. Oh, yeah. Dear. Um, but yeah, so she's um, trying to put these trolleys away, and these pricks just, you know, shoving them. And we're in Australia. Let's remember, we're in Australia, mm-hmm. and this guy from fucking Yorkshire just yeah. pops up. What's that all about? I don't know, but store manager moans. Is he from Bradford? <laughs> really, really fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. It's, hey, I up. don't want your friend's cures. It's problem, eh? Hey, up, where's me fucking... Do, do, do. It's, it's, what? What? Why is he there? Yeah. And also, why is he wearing knee-length white socks and shorts? <laughs> why is that? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I don't. Yeah, it's like he's an adult, and then he's then he's not. He's an adult up to the waist, and then below that, he's like a a nine year old schoolgirl. It's weird, yeah. and it's northern. Yeah, it makes no sense at all. Yeah, but he's a tit as well. Yeah, they're all going. Oh, you big galah, you know. Yeah. Ah, struth. And then he just comes along and hey, up, stop fucking about. Or some, well, he didn't say that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> he listens to the whole conversation, sees fat kid push the trolleys away. Blames Nicole Kidman's character. Yeah. She tries to do it again. Fucking, then PJ and Goose turn up. Goose takes a bit of a fucking tumble um, over the trolleys because his bike hits it. And it turns out his bike's shit because it basically disintegrates. And uh, then then the store manager's even more irritated and fires Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah. That Well, I mean, obviously this kid, this, this chubby kid's got friends in high places, you know. Yeah. Um, so, or maybe his dad is the, uh, is he, wait, but sorry, maybe the owner of the shop is his dad. I don't know. It's very odd. It is strange. Um, but yeah, then they're all together and the, these, like I said, these are your three heroes now and they're all, the bikes are all damaged as to fuck, you know, they're just, they're just falling apart, haven't they? Um, yeah, I think PJ's ripped a tyre, Goose's handlebars have come off, uh, typical Goose, isn't it? Is anyone hurt? Only in the wallet. <laughs> Um, and then we go back to a warehouse and uh, the the big boss sort of villain shows up uh, to pay the robbers uh, their share of, of the, 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 you know, the bank robbery. Um, talking about doing another job in a few days time, uh, which is worth $250,000 uh, each. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's a, a payroll van. Yes. Um but their and their secret weapon to pull this job off because actually getting into the van is easy. But apparently they've got these special walkie talkies which make it so they can hear the cops. <laughs> he does his little demonstration, doesn't he, with his little toy cars of what they're going to do? Yeah, which is a, we're going to do a night rider essentially. So we're going to get a furniture van, and we're going to nick the money and then drive it into the back of the furniture van to escape. Because mm-hmm. he says, that's right, he says the payroll van is remote control. Mm. Really? What? <laughs> what? Uh, like a remote control car. Someone's somewhere else is, I, don't, I didn't know what he meant by that. But yeah, so 
We need the batch of one-way police scanner walkie-talkies, a furniture van, three metres wide, eight metres deep. And it, basically, yeah, anyone who screws up is going to get shot, killed, Shotgunned. Yeah, because yes. he, he loads his shotgun, then he shoots a box. Yeah, which explodes in a small pile of... It's either dust or glitter, I couldn't tell. Yeah, a little puff of um, of smoke or something comes out of it. But uh, yeah, and then uh, next day... Um, You've got all, let's say, the three heroes, and they're, yeah, they're on. Got, yeah, they're all friends now, aren't they? Because they had milkshakes yeah. after they had a uh, after she got fired. Yes, and it was it was quite odd that yeah that they said they've got to somehow get money to fix their bikes and get her mobile. Hmm. So they're taking it on themselves to try and buy her a new bike. Which yes, seemed quite um, you know, quite generous considering. And, well, maybe they want to shag her. Well, well I think that's exactly what it was. But yeah, that's right. What a, yeah, PJ, uh, she says, see what we can do when we get our heads together. To which Goose just goes, yeah, multiple dandruff. <laughs> yeah. Now, what is mm. what is their money spinning plan? <laughs> um, what do they want to do to get loads of money to be, to be able to buy, well, repair two bikes and buy one brand new one? Oh, yeah, sorry, yep, so I've, I've got to get past the line I think, yeah, they pick up Molly, I think they want a spit roaster. <laughs> I thought her name was Molly at this point for some reason, so I'll scrub yeah. that. Right, Judy. Their amazing plan is <laughs> they've got they've got access to uh, an inflatable boat with a small motor on the end of it. Their plan is to go to, um, fuck knows what they're called, those bits of wood that stick out of the sea every now and then, like... Mm. And whatever they are, and pick mussels. Yes. Yes, they plan to go into the shellfish industry, but not the good ones because they're already taken, to drive to other places and pick shellfish that are growing on wooden posts, sell them to restaurants. That's their that's their money-making scheme. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, they go to the first one, and um, PJ, because he's the seafood expert, he gets one and goes, oh, there's better to be some, because he's really optimistic. There's better to be some here. Picks it. Oh, no, this is no good. Well, they're bound to be better on the next one. And Goose, Goose just says, oh, typical. Uh, was it the ones, in the, the ones in the bay get the good ones and we get the anorexics? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so then, um, now, one of the bank robbers, the uh, blonde, or, you know, well, is he blonde? Is he, he's got, he's got like, peroxide white hair yeah, isn't he I think he's called Dwayne Dwayne du- okay um yeah he um he's on the jetty and he's wearing he was wearing a minder t-shirt was he oh, I missed that yeah because on the on the for anybody again who's not in the UK minder was a, a, TV, a TV show in the I think it may have been late 70s early it was definitely 80s mid early 80s mid 80s yeah. which um uh, was um a, 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 you know what? I don't even know what the fuck Minder was about. It was a, well, it was a, it was Arthur Daly. Was it? Was he a con man or a businessman? See, I it was a bit of both, wasn't he? He was yeah. one. Of the, he was one of these sort of like you know he'd get uh, Terry, who was his bodyguard. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, Terry would beat people up. Although Terry left at some point and he got a new one. Yeah. Um. I, I yeah I can't remember if he was a if he was like if it was like a Del Boy character, but where Rodney was muscle. Or if he was a businessman or a con man. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I can't tell you if he was a con man or a businessman or what. Yeah. 
But I, it was one of those TV shows I used to watch when I was a kid. Again, it used to be on ITV at nine o'clock. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'd always watch Minder. But again, it's one of those things that... Are, whereas, like, The Professionals, again, like a TV show from that era, you knew what it was about. You got two yeah. sort of like, you know... Uh, uh, was it was it MI6 or MI or MI5 or something like that? Anyway, two uh, essentially you know action heroes, and then you got their boss who's an old bloke, and they just go around you know solving crimes or or doing things. Yeah. Whereas I can't even really tell you what Minder was about. I think it was just <laughs> no. all the all the different schemes that Arthur Daly had get into. Yeah. But I yeah, think he was just a wheeler dealer, wasn't he? Like yeah, one, one week they'd be I don't know buying eggs, and the next week they'd be I don't fucking know. Saving a, saving a, bleeding, what are they called kissagram, who's being threatened by something. I yeah. don't know. But uh, so yeah. Anyway, on this t-shirt you got on the front, you got Arthur Daly, and then on the back you got Terry McCann, which um was a nice little blast from the past, I guess. Yeah, excellent. I missed um, that. Damn yeah. And uh, so they're they're on the jetty, and um, because they are on the way to. Uh, get the walkie-talkies, which yeah, are from the drop quite... zone. As they yeah, yeah. They've got a, they've got a boat with a redonkulous engine in the back oh, of it. It's awesome, like the, <laughs> yeah. the chrome sort of um, exhaust engine or what you know, exhaust yeah. pipes coming out of the back of this boat. It's, it looks awesome. It just looks like a great big V eight just dumped on a boat, and it makes a lot of noise and goes very fast, and is a lot better in boat terms than anything else that they seem to use mm. um yeah and then the go the kids go to this other like you said sort of point to go and get these shells and they they pull up this uh package yeah um which could be a lobster pot and then goose is probably something like, could be a mine could be <laughs> a bomb could be a dead person's head yeah 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 um and uh, so they they've got the package, and as they're leaving, the crooks are sort of on their way. So they pass each other, um, and they go to uh, collect the, um, the the walkie-talkies. But obviously, they realise that they've gone, and uh, they're very bumbling, aren't they? It's fair to say yeah. these, these two sort of crooks. You know, they they're just like well, they're a bit idiotic and just tripping all over the place or yeah. falling over something or, you know, getting knocked over or arguing amongst themselves. That's that's their kind of shtick, isn't it? Um, but they, they quickly figure out, however, that this random boat that happens to pass them with three kids, they think the kids have got it. Yeah, so, that's uh, quite the leap of faith, to be honest. But, yeah. I mean, they were right, but they, they must have seen them for a second. Yes, and in reality, if you were bombing along in that boat, and because they go they go past uh, PJ and whatnot, and they get flibbled about in flibbled flibbled about in their wake, and they whinge about that a bit, they wouldn't have paid any attention to them at all. But somehow they know exactly who they are. Mm. So they they're speeding off after these uh, after the kids. Um, oh, one of the baddies actually says, "Oh poo." <laughs> Because it's at this point where you go, oh, yes, they can't say shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I suppose that's one thing about this. There's no real swearing in it. Well, there's, no. a, there's a cracking line later on. Which I, <laughs> I bet it's the same one. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, but, yeah, so they go to this the warehouse, the kids do, to have a look at the package and what they've got. And the crooks are, like, speeding along 
no, one of them, he's not, instead of sitting down, it's like he's sprawled over the front of the boat. Does he think it's going to make it go any faster? Or? I don't know. Is that is that Dwayne again? I think he, so. Yeah, he's just odd. He's odd, and he puts himself in weird positions. Yes, um, but the kids find the walkie-talkies, and uh, the crooks are all—they're always one step behind, aren't they? You know. Yeah. Um, because the kids want to test the range of the the walkie-talkies, so they all split up and go off in their own directions and yeah. different things. Uh, now PJ has the tightest shorts on. I think I've. Ever... <laughs> they are short shorts. They are very tight. I don't know if they're. Yeah. I can't remember if they're purple or pink or they. You know, I, th- I think they're blue. I mean, he oh, must they? have. Okay. He must have. He must have gorilla taped his his private pieces into place <laughs> because. Uh, yeah, any any regular bollock would be hanging out the bottom of them. Yeah, um, and so, but they they don't know this, but their conversation is coming through on the police frequency. Yes. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> One of the police because they did. Uh, Earlier on, when they have the mannequin experience, they almost get caught by one of the cops. Oh, yeah. He says, tells me, you can't ride bikes in the plaza. Get out of here before I have to book you. And you see him again. I think he's just a traffic cop or something. And um, their voices start coming through on the radio. And then he radios it back to his Sarge. goes, I've got something of an unspecified scientific nature. <laughs> I thought it was a random line, but I quite liked it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kids, the uh, the sergeant uh, who pops up, uh, you know, saying this is it's illegal to use these these radios. Um, um, but Get yeah, off my frequency. Yeah, um, and then the kids. This is now their money make, making scheme, isn't it? They're obviously, yeah. they've come across these um, these walkie talkies. So yeah. do, they, right. do they start talking about fucking? Do they? I don't know. I think, yeah, it was implied that PJ started at twelve. Oh, which, which yeah. made me think of Ben. Yeah, um, Goose is a virgin because well, it hasn't started for me yet. Yeah, and uh, Judy um, unconfirmed. Hmm. Yes. Um. Because there's a sort of like a, a female copper and. Well, she seems the most sensible out of all of them, but they yeah. don't pay much attention to her. And but she also has a bit of a laugh, and it, like she, think, I think she finds it quite funny as well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they they they're having no luck selling the walkie talkies. Well, uh, well, well, you know why? Because you know one of the thing about walkie talkies are that you generally don't buy one. Mm. Who's who buys a walkie talkie? <laughs> Brilliant! Yeah. I can say words into a box, but that's it. No one's no one's replying back to you. Mm. But uh, yeah, they're selling to singles to un- randomly unrelated people. Twenty bucks a shot. Apart from uh, PJ goes to the little fat cunt. Um, <laughs> obviously knows he's a little rich fat cunt and tries to sell him it for forty. And he does actually barter him down. He gets thirty for it, so at least yeah. he paid fifty percent more. Little yeah. bastard. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the robbers have to go, you know, uh, back to their boss and tell them they've lost the walkie-talkies, uh, and he's not happy. Um, and so then the it's night time now, and the yes. kids are in the dark. Um, and Goose, as is his way, he likes to tell little horror stories, doesn't he? Yeah. 
Um, you, you know, so they're just walking back home, I guess, and they're, they're, he's telling this horror story. Um, There's a great film where they found someone's head in a box and it turns out the head was alive and everyone died or whatever, and Judy doesn't <laughs> like it. And then, no. <laughs> but the baddies drive past and recognise a group of people they saw for half a second in pitch black. In, dark, in the dark, yeah. Again, as they drove past for half a second. Mm. Fair, fair play. You want? They should be policemen. They could make a be- better money as a policeman than they could as their uh, as being a baddie with mm. that kind of fucking photographic memory. That's Recognition. amazing. Recognition. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but the, so anyway, they are walking past the cemetery, and uh, they have they. They, don't know, do they figure out that they're being followed at this point? Because there's a conversation. I can't quite figure out how they realise that they were being followed, the kids either. Because I think it's Goose. I think Goose, they drive past them, and I think Goose goes, I think we got trouble. And then uh, I think everyone else says, don't be stupid, they're not following us. And they turn around, oh, I thought I'd be right. Because... <laughs> so they, yeah. they, have to, they have to fuck off into a graveyard. And, yeah. Um, Baddies stop because they're idiots. One of them's moaning, doesn't want to wear a pig mask. And the other one says, oh, don't worry, we've got something better. And of course, they've got monster masks, just in case they have to chase children through a graveyard. Yeah. Now, this did have a, a, a bit of a horror sort of film fe- feel to it, I thought. You know, this whole mm. sequence where they're wandering through the graveyard and, um, you know, like you said, they've got these, these two crooks and they're wearing, like, scary masks or whatever. Um, I think it's just the way it was filmed and you know yeah. they got the lightning and other things going on and a bit of smoke all that sort of stuff yeah it was a bit it was a bit i say creepy it didn't fucking scare me god <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit myself mate honest <laughs> but you know what i mean i thought he's quite well done um and uh yeah so that now goose suggests splitting up <laughs> yeah i mean for, you... for a person who has watched many horror films and loves <laughs> regaling the others with his tales of horror Surely he knows splitting up is the most stupid thing you can do. Yeah, uh, but using the walkie-talkies to keep in touch with each other. Yeah, um, let's break up so they can't see us, but you th- use these incredibly loud walkie-talkies to communicate. Mm. Good idea. Good yeah. idea. Yes. Um, now, Judy gets grabbed, um, but she's not like... Um, you know, she's she's not a typical sort of, I suppose, damsel in distress. You know, no. she she, uh, she punches them and manages to get away, doesn't she? Yeah. Now, it's, it's implied later on. I don't know if she was bullshitting it, but, you know, she mentions that her dad has got a black belt. Um, so do you think that, you know, he's shown her a few moves or something or? or... Maybe. I mean, yeah. it would have been it would have been more fun if you'd have punched him and kicked him in the bollocks and then give him a roundhouse or something. <laughs> Yeah, um, but anyway, then she manages to get away. However, she then falls into an open grave. What the yeah, fuck? Fucking pesky open graves everywhere. <laughs> I mean, how many films do people fall in open graves? I have never, I've never seen an open grave. I mean, surely you can't leave a grave open at night time. No, health it's... and safety would bum you. And then there's a rat in the, the there with her, and because like it gets on it's it's on her foot. Um, but again, although she's a bit startled, she's not, you know, squealing about no. it, like fucking Sue Lin from No Retreat, No Surrender. Oh, God, fucking damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so um, 
No, I wrote down one of the bank robbers or, you know, crooks has got no respect for the dead whatsoever because he's standing on a fucking grave trying to get a better look at where the, yeah. the kids are. Um, and then, you know, uh, one of them sneaks up on PJ. Um, but then again, stroke a look. The aerial from the walkie talkie pokes him in the eye. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> As in actual ouch, that would really fucking hurt. Because it doesn't just jab him. It looks like it sinks into his eyeball. I mean, obviously it doesn't. But it's a, it's a proper good long poke in the ocular orb with a fucking long piece of thin metal. That's painful. Mm. Yes. Um, and then Goose is on his walkie-talkie with PJ. And, uh, you know, he says, oh, it's there's nothing to be scared of. Um, and then... Judy then pulls him into the open grave, yeah, uh, which is nice of her. Which um, in a couple of minutes is probably where he wanted to stay. Yes, because, th- th- well, he definitely fancies her, doesn't yes. he? Um, Goosters. He, oh, yeah, he, sit, he sits next to her, sticks his arm around her straight away. Yeah. Um, then, he, then, he, then, he, then, he, then he kisses her. Yes. And he goes in for another one and she turns away. Oh, burn. Oh. That's not the worst burn, but it's a not, not a great one. And he's like, no, oh, it's PJ. <laughs> PJ, isn't it? Because she rebuffs him. And she says, no, no, no. You're both attractive in your own way. <laughs> Kick a yeah. lad when he's fucking down. Jesus. Yeah. Made P- worse by the fact PJ's listening to all this as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's quite enjoying it, actually, isn't he? Um, yeah. And And also, because the police are listening in at this point, aren't they? Um, and now the woman yeah. copper that I was talking about earlier on, she fancies yes. the um, the traffic cop a little bit because whilst she the suck sergeant his ear? isn't... She, you know, yeah, she, su- <laughs> she sucks his ear. Oh, that came out of left field. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and uh, she... No, she solves it, like, straight away. <laughs> yeah. Says that they're clearly BMX people because they're using, like, terms like goose. And, well, I don't know where she got that. The only, the only, um, mongoose, I'm guessing. Um, but the only thing, I, that's how she, well, she, she says goose, all that together. PJ, and she says powder puff. Yeah. When does anyone, right, now here's the thing. I thought Nicole Kidman's character was called powder puff. Really? And it must be a, a weird memory of that woman cop saying powder puff. But I always thought that it was Goose PJ and powder puff. But um, obviously it's, it's not. It's Goose PJ and Judy. So where the fuck did she get powder puff from? I don't know. Because she well, she randomly guessed two. Well, she would have heard him say, oh, it's PJ. And she would have heard Goose. But powder puff, where does that come from? I, I don't know. But oh. yeah, she, she puts it all together. Uh, but they... Well, the, the other two coppers don't seem that interested, do they? Like no. I said, they don't pay much mind to her. Um, why, why? Oh, it's BMX names. Yeah. Is it? All right. Cool. What? How? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I said. I mean, if he's called Goose, is that because... Because uh, on one of the bikes, like you said, that sort of bit of foamy thing around yeah. the frame. I'm sure one of them said Mongoose. So yeah. I don't know if that's where that she sort of... She pieced it all together from? I don't know. But, but PJ, is PJ a BMX name? Maybe he's actually called PJ. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. Because we, we had a kid at school called TJ. That was his actual name. Yeah, okay. He was, we were only there for a little time. I think he was American. And he had a, uh, his, uh, he had a hand-knitted Space Invaders jumper. Ooh. That his, that his grand knitted him. It was quite cool. But, that's, you know. uh, yeah. 
Well, now it was. Back then he got mocked for it, but now you look back and go, I'm old enough to now get away with a sweater. So it would have been quite cool. Yeah. I had some, when I was in my first year of second school, so I'd have been about 11, I had some Dr. Martins. Nobody else had Dr. Martins. This is before Dr. Martins were cool. Um, But I got the piss taken out of me for wearing Dr. Martins. But then I suppose at the same time, you can understand... You know, I was a little weedy kid and, uh, you know, I had stick legs and I had these <laughs> giant fucking boots at the end of them. <laughs> yeah. These like bother boots. I, just, I probably did look a bit ridiculous, but still. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, the, the police can hear all of this and whatever. Um, and then PJ, uh, he, he, he lets down the tyres of the crook's car doesn't yeah, it cause they, yeah because yeah he gets to the edge of the graveyard first gets over the fence sneaks behind i mean how does he oh he does of course he knows it's the car because he saw he saw it for about two seconds as well but yeah lets down two tires and um yeah the baddies then jump over they manage to confuse a tramp <laughs> yeah because uh, they're still wearing their monster masks so ha ha tramp pulls away his bottle of wine because he's think he's having a, an episode and uh what happens next? So it's the next day. Oh yes, um, yes. or new paragraph on my page, as you can yes. tell. Uh, and the kids—they've uh, got their bikes. They're all kitted yeah. out. They, you know, they've got BMX. They've actually got BMX Bandits T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they're all... it, it's hardly a fair split because I think P, PJ's got a tire. Um, Goose has got his handlebars, and fucking Judy's got an entire bike. Yeah. But all then, in yellow because you can't have clashing colours, obviously. But uh, why'd she get a whole bike and the others only got bits? I don't know. But then I, they are all colour coordinated, aren't they? They've all got their oh, own yes. colours. Um, <laughs> and uh, then this is where you get to see Judy or Judy stunt double doing, yeah. uh, which was was actually a guy with a wig on. Um, <laughs> I said a stuntman does minor tricks to a song, possibly about puberty. Yeah, very snazzy song. Yeah, um, but it's about, no one noticed how my body was changing or something, so I wondered if it was about a girl becoming sexy because she's going through puberty or something. It was slightly odd. Okay. Uh, I must admit, I didn't pay attention to the lyrics, but yeah, it's a com- all this, the tricks that she's doing are accompanied by the whoosh <laughs> sound effects. Um, and this is this is giving Goose and PJ proper bonus. Oh God! Um, but and no, this she does actually seem to suggest, or there's a scene where it, it is suggested that she does like PJ because of yeah. the way the way she looks at him. Um, and you know, Goose does he make a comment about you know or something? Yeah. Uh, is there enough room in this for another person? And they're like, yeah, of course there is. Ha 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 ha! Oh, we should <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. I emotionally crippled him last night and he still hasn't taken the hint. God damn it. Yeah. Um, and then, again, you cue the fat dumpy music. <laughs> because here comes the fat kid. <clears throat> and uh, he wants to buy another walkie-talkie. Yeah. Um, I'd just like to point out, because they're, um, yeah, there's there's PJ and Goose. She's buggered off, isn't she? So PJ and Goose are on their own. And they are still listening to exactly the same song that we heard when Judy was doing all her stunts. Mm. Same yes. song. Yeah. Must, be, must have been a mega hit. Mm. And uh, yeah, the baddies are listening in on this as well. And because Judy goes to the warehouse to go and get uh, another walkie talkie. and um, But PJ and Goose can't hear her because they've got the radio on listening to that song. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's taking PJ for such a BMX expert an awful long time to change attire. Yes, um, and then the baddies go in pretending to be the police. Um, yes. and, but then they, they're not getting any information because she's quite savvy, you know, she, she wants to see some ID, you know, she doesn't believe what they're saying. Um, and you know, then she makes out, she has no idea what they're looking for. Um, and they're just getting more and more infuriated by yeah, the situation. She wants, she wants a lawyer. Yes. And then go off to the side to have a chat. One of them actually wants to beat the fuck out of her. <laughs> yeah. Um, try the good cop, bad cop thing. That doesn't... <laughs> That doesn't work. And, and then it suddenly skips to the another random weird scene of things happening. Yeah. and But the, she, she's she got the radio on and the police can kind of hear, they can hear what's going on as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I forgot about but that. yeah, like you said, this is just like, ooh, let, you know, we need to spice this up with a bit of action now, don't we? So yeah. it cuts to a, like a dock or some docks yeah. somewhere. Uh, and you got uh, this grumpy foreman who's yelling at this bloke who, who's in a crane, you know, saying, don't drop it until I tell you to. Um, and, you know, or until I say no. Uh, and then one of the crooks says, no, uh, or something. And then so the crane operator thinks it's the foreman. So he drops this thing on the foreman's car. Yeah. Uh, crushing it, it. it. Well, it doesn't just crush it. It makes the thing fucking explode. Oh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a limited pyrotechnical pyrotechnic budget but we'll use it on this car explosion because mm. it goes up like a bomb which I quite appreciate to be honest yeah <laughs> no I quite did I quite like that as well um, and then another scene where there's a guy who's like he's in a he's, a, he's like a tractor or something um, yeah he's, he, yeah he's got another person saying right don't go until I say let her go yeah and then it cuts to Nicole Kidman or, or the, one of the baddies, or Nicole Gibbs, let it go. And um, yes, said tractor driver. It turns out he's pulling the side of a house. Yes. Um, and the house falls down, possibly crushing his boss to death. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> because he said, yeah, until he's clear. So he's obviously gone inside and then this idiot has just decided to, oh, he said it, so I'll just do it. Yeah. So there's at least one one fatality caused by walkie-talkie jinx. Yes, and because they've got a knife out now on Judy, yes. haven't they? At this point, and the copper, the sergeant, is talking to them, uh, or he's he's saying, you know, um, he's taking calls from uh, from the foreman and from other, you know, the people yeah. are complaining about all this going on and all ha- the chaos and everything that, that's happening. Um, and then Pete, and and so he's getting pissed off with all this, and he oh, asks. He's, he's, he, he, <laughs> Give me a double coffee. A double coffee. Back in the days when it wasn't like, give me an espresso or a double espresso, just a double coffee. Is that that one coffee in a big mug or is it two mugs of coffee? Uh, I love that. Yeah, double coffee. Um, But then at this point, uh, PJ and Goose actually finally click that, you know, she's in trouble and they they need to go and save Judy. Again, cue furious fucking leg pumping. (laughs) Furious leg pumping. Furious swooshing sounds as they go down a golf course. Yes, um, and they pass the, the chubby kid who's yep. bought two ice creams. The fat fucker, fat little cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyway, as they're riding past him, they they pinch the ice creams off him, don't they? Yeah, uh, and, well, and they, they only have one lick each, and they throw them away, which is wasteful. <laughs> yeah, but then and the fat was... kid gives chase. 
Yeah, well, before that, he slips over and all these other little kids are sort of laughing at him as he's on the floor. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he chases them. Now, he's going quite fast. I think there's no way that fat fucker's going that fast on that no, bike. But he's right up behind them. He's got really bushy eyebrows as well. I don't know if you noticed yeah, yeah. this. It's weird, isn't it? He's weird. Um, and because uh, his hair as well, this is why I couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl because the hair's yeah. sort of like really tightly curled. Um, you know, it's just yeah. he, he looks tight he's a curl but long, and it pokes out of his hat. It's it's yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. But considering how quickly our heroes are pumping their legs, fat kid don't half keep up with them pretty quickly. Yeah, so he, he must be a hyper athlete as well, or his his bike's well good. Well, well he's good. P- He's pissed off because, I mean, he, he, you know, let's be honest, it's it's an ice cream. I mean, if he's yeah. that rich, just go and buy a new one. But yeah. he's pissed. He's that pissed off at the, the uh, PJ and Goose. He chases after them. Um, he hits a mattress, yeah. <laughs> which is not a bad thing to hit, I guess, if you, yeah. you're, a, you're on a bike. Um, now, it, you know, you think, oh, because he gets um, told off by the, the removal people, you know, um, yeah. for hitting the mattress but then you think okay I'll fuck it I'll just chalk it down to experience I'll just go and buy another ice cream bollocks to it but Ooh, no 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 he no. <laughs> chases them to a fucking building site yeah again he stopped for a few seconds while he got up off his bike bearing in mind Goose and PJ still pumping them legs manically he's right up their asses straight away again up this building site yeah um, except again he's not as good as them on their bikes because they're no. going all over the place on this building site but then he takes a spill and he gets a mouthful of sand um yeah. you know uh Turns and out then, he's, he's all about straight line speed is fat kid maybe because yeah. it's downhill and because his weight just gives him extra propulsion mm. and at this point judy manages to actually escape um yeah she wins one of them doesn't she somehow yes and uh yeah one of the um the crooks chases after her is this um, Eugene. What? No. What did you say? What's his name? Dwayne. Dwayne. That's it. Yeah, Dwayne. Uh, he's after her, um, and then she's running away. She's like they're on the the sort of like the water in the harbour type place. She runs onto a boat. Yeah, of all the places to run, it's like, I'll run to the one place that's a dead end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, she somehow manages to. She does. She kind of goes around the inside of the boat. Dwayne's a bundling, bungling idiot. He can't catch her. She does get back out of the boat again. And then um, all of this is interspersed with, with swooshy pic, swooshy little scenes of PJ and... Uh, I keep saying PJ, Duncan. Goose and PJ still <laughs> swooshing down a road. But uh, Judy does escape. She gets into a little... Uh, is it the same boat that they went in earlier to collect mussels, or is it just a very similar boat? I think it's a sim- yeah, it's either oh, the it's same. A row- is it a rowboat? It's, it, or is it it's a rowboat this time round. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She jumps in that and she paddles away with a smug look on her face, and the dumb bitch forgot to untie it from the mooring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was quite funny actually, because like you said, she, she makes a crack at them, saying, "Ah, oh, nice knowing you." Uh, as she's paddling away, and then she realizes, "Oh shit, the rope's yeah. still attached," and they start pulling her in. Um, and uh, then uh, Goose, he, he where did he get this stick from? He, he, oh, no, he, PJ's got the stick. Goose has got the fire extinguisher. Oh, sorry. I mean, yeah. the the question still applies to both. 
Yes. Um, and it's like he's riding at these uh, these two crooks. Uh, like, it's a joust, basically, yeah. isn't it? You know, and he, he knocks one of them into the water. And then Goose uh, pulls up with a fire extinguisher. They're In there. the face, yeah. They're not light, you know. And he, no. he's, he's just, he's riding along, you know, like no care in the world. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they get knocked in the water. And then instead of just running off... <laughs> <laughs> right, we're a bit brave now. Let's yeah. throw some fucking crates at these crooks. <laughs> Let's try and drown them. Crates. Yeah, it's it's weirdly vicious. Oh. I mean, I mean, PJ has essentially just tried to just tried to stab someone through the body, and Goose has tried to blind the other one, and now they're throwing crates at their faces. Yeah, it's quite harsh. I mean, in reality, the baddies could have taken one step to the side, and both of them would have been in the marina. Mm. Um, yeah, exactly. And but they uh, so but they escape now, and uh, then the the uh, the bad guys get out and they get in the car. Yeah, and they, there's just this is just an extended chase sequence oh. now, and it just uh, it goes on for a bit. But there's a lot going on. I mean, you mentioned this about the water slides. I didn't remember this at all because no. at one point they managed to escape to like a, a water park. Yeah, and they. They get on. They take their bikes down like a water slide. Yes, awesome. I mean, it's also also. I mean, if they're trying to escape, going down the water slide is not the quickest route. Yeah, because they were in that for about a minute, and I'm sure if they'd have gone down the stairs, they could have been where they were in about five seconds flat. But you know, you get to see camera inside a water slide. One of the criminal, one of the baddies follows them, and he he doesn't like water slides, and seems to be squealing and all sorts of making weird noises. Other one gets back in the car again. Um, when the baddie lands in the water, he then gets some. Is it another? Oh no, sorry, he, he gets. I just say he gets pushed down the water slide by an even fatter kid with tits. <laughs> yeah, he's got like rolls and everything, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Proper little marshmallow man, he was. He was massive. Yeah, because and he's like you know he's wailing like a wookie. He's like, yeah. ah, like <laughs> fucking hell. I mean, it's only a water slide. Jesus, it's weird. Um, but yeah, and then they get on their bikes and you know they're jumping over cars. Uh, you they're know, making they're, the fundamental error of trying to outrun a car while riding on a road. It, it, where if yeah. they went off the road, they'd be fine. And then they're on an, uh, an Australian rules football field. Uh, yeah. Goose grabs the ball. All the, the football players are chasing after him. One of them I, I watched because they're, they're obviously, you know, he's out running them, but um, which would never happen. But no. even, even so, like one of the Australian uh, football players, he dives, but he purposely dives away from the his bike. Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Uh, they're going through shops. Um, oh God, yeah, we've 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 got PG-rated budget Blues Brothers coming up now. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I mean, they're doing all sorts. They go. You know, they go. They escape to a hangar. Um, and the crook- oh 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 oh, you forgot when we go down the escalator in the um, in the shopping mall or whatever. Yeah. Our good old northern shop owners back again. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's moaning. Him. Hey, up, lads! Yeah. Hey, up, lad, lad! Yeah. What are you doing? What 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 building is it that they go into? Is it a hangar of some description? So yeah, yeah, I think they they're going to a hangar at this point, and um, 
I think it's Goose who, who says yeah. something like, "Oh, we've lost, we've lost them now, ain't we?" And uh, not one of them's out of breath. They have been going full pelt for quite a while. Yes, and not, well, a, not, si- not a heartbeat, not a high heightened heartbeat between, and they're just like, "Well, we should have run them now." Yeah, there's a scene at the end as well where one of them, I think it's Goose, he's pedalling up a fucking hill. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a steep hill, and he's not. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, Jesus, I'd be knackered. Um, but yeah, so then, oh, we'll be safe now. The crooks blast through the door in the car uh, or, you know, smash through it. And then there's lots of low angled shots. And then they're in a quarry. Um, oh, God, I forgot about the, yeah, the quarry. Yeah, the, the I mean, the criminals are hitting everything in their car. Yeah. Um, oh, there's and- lots of conveniently placed barrels and castrol gtx cans yeah and, and barriers and all sorts of stuff for him to to go through one of one of the um i don't know if it's Dwayne, the one who's not Dwayne does actually say to the other one how we haven't hit them yet is a wonder to me <laughs> like well yeah because you spent when you're in the hangar you spent five minutes doing donuts when you should have just fucking plowed into them yes. you, you can outrun a fucking bike because there's quite a lot of low shots by the um by the front of the car wheel yeah. The car is only doing about 10 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's I like, thought that. Go into a different gear or put your foot down. You will yeah. knock them off. Don't worry about it. You cannot be outrun by one probably prepubescent, one maybe just pubicized, and a girl on a BMX bike. You're not, mm. They're not going to outrun you. Twat them. And, uh, and Dwayne is, is, is poking out through the sunroof as well. And he... Like you know, just sit down in the chair. Why? Yeah. Why are you poking your head out through the sunroof? I was he... wondering if he was going to try and shoot them, but apparently no. He just stood up there and he's flailing around like someone on one of those little bucking bronco things. Mm. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they they manage to outrun them because their car gets fucked, yeah. doesn't it? You know, um, lots of swooshy sounds as they go down planks and stuff. Yeah. Swoosh oh, away. there's one one good one where it's like. Um, I don't know what it is. It's like a, uh, like a, I suppose a, a pipe or a plank or something. Is it's it a quite con- a conveniently placed girder. Oh, it could, could be, but it's quite thin and narrow. But it's yeah. like high up, and they go down. I thought, oh, wow, that's yeah. quite impressive. Um, but yeah, anyway, then the boss is talking to the criminals, saying, you know, you've got till noon to get the walkie-talkies back. He calls uh, them prawns. <laughs> <laughs> which, which gave me uh, District Number Nine vibes. Ah, uh, yes. Or not District for the, Nine. Yeah. Not for the not for the first time. He calls them prawns. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, but then the uh, the fat kid is stopped by the police. Um, no, this this happened really quickly because like yes, the police are on the, the, the basically the sergeant's pissed off now and he's saying yeah. right. I want you to go out and find them. Because yeah, they come back in going, oh, we've got no leads. And he goes, rubbish, get back out there. So they just turn around and walk out again. Yeah. And they pull up to Fat Kid. And then all of a sudden, PJ and Goose are in the police station. Yeah. They're, and, and Judy's there with them as well. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're in the cops shop. And it's like, what the fuck? How did that happen? Yeah, they, um, they missed a scene there, I think. Yes. Um, Sergeant is pissed off at them and he ticks them off. But he doesn't, you know... I think after, out of all of it, you know, he, now that they're in front of him, um, I don't know if he sees the funny side of it or if he just is he's, he's a bit like, yeah, well, we'll let you off. Um, but you've got to identify the crooks. Yeah. 
but, you, but then that makes no the whole this whole thing confused me a little bit because he gives them a bollocking, then lets them off, and he but he wants the info on the baddies because there's a reward. But then he lets them go, and they don't seem to give him the information because mm. they don't know where they are. And then as they're leaving, they hatch their own little nefarious plan to um, steal the evidence and catch them themselves so they can get the reward money to build a BMX track. Mm. So I and think pi- the, Sar- the Sarge is losing it. I wanna, yeah. y- y- I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. Off you go. But we need that information about the bad guys. Uh, see you later. Bye. <laughs> and also, PJ, want, he wants to share the plan to capture the, the bad guys with uh, the sergeant. But he's not yeah. having any of it, is he? Yeah. It's... You, you love done enough. Well, they haven't done enough because they haven't given you the information that you just wanted, <laughs> which you know they have. Yeah, because he even gets like the mug shot book out, doesn't yeah. he? And he gets shows... it out, sort of shows it to him, but doesn't want, yeah, but doesn't let them say anything. Mm. Very weird. Yeah. Very odd, um, and, and it's, it, it does seem a little bit rushed. This that you know that whole thing, yeah. but uh, then anyway, they're they're leaving, and yeah, PJ is trying to convince Goose and Judy t- t- to go throughout this plan, um, and the sergeant wants this traffic copper to put the walkie-talkies in evidence or get rid of them basically um but he leaves them out and he gets distracted by a telephone call or something so that then gives the the bit the bandits the opportunity to steal them to yes. be able to you you set their own trap um now the next day and um all the bmx bandits and it's like, it's like fucking braveheart all of braveheart <laughs> yes <laughs> it is they've all they've got all They've gone all William Wallace, haven't they? Yeah. You know, they've got all the other BMX bandit tribes to come together, and uh, you know, this freedom and all. You know, basically, um, you know what you gotta do. You've got your flower. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, what what are we doing here? We've got uh, like a hundred and fifty small children with bikes. We've armed them all with one bag of flour per person. What? What? And then it's like, what do we want? A BMX track. When do we want it? Now. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone sets off. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, but then, and even like the, the fat kid who's been, you know, um, having problems with the bandits, he's there, isn't he? You know, and he's he, he, he's part of the group. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But then the bandits are sort of riding along saying, you know, they've been after us for a day and, and now, you know, we want them to catch us and they're nowhere to be seen. Um, but then the cops, the, the crooks happen to just pull up again, you know, right in front of them. Yep. My other main and, thought was, where the fuck has everyone else gone? Yeah. Um, and they take Judy in the car and also a box, what they think uh, contains the walkie-talkies. Um, and uh, then, so that wasn't possibly part of the plan. For no. them, them well, taking Judy. the men are supposed to happen. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, well, no. Hey, at least they didn't threaten to rape her. <laughs> it is the eighties. Uh, and then uh, Judy's in the car with the boss Eugene and the other um, criminal, and she's just again she's telling like horror stories. Yeah. Uh, and uh, shitting because like he, Eugene's trying to open the box, but they've wrapped it up with loads of wire, so he can't do it very well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the most devious of puzzles. And 
then like yeah she's just chatting at the you know telling stories the driver um he's quite into it he's enjoying the stories um the the boss is a bit upset and perturbed because it's like what are these parents showing these kids these horror films or whatever um and then the other kids who've got walking how did this happen (laughs) <laughs> like, because, like, like they all set off at the same time. It took about I don't know a minute for um, Julie to get kidnapped. But now, along the exact route as required, they've got little BMX moles hiding up rocks and near trees, all all using their walkie-talkies. You know, this is a uh, this is based Unit Three. Uh, they're just coming up Coast Road. So they're getting a, they're drawing it on a map, like a like a touristy map thing, yeah. drawing the route that they're doing. How many fucking walkie talkies did they have in that little box? Because <laughs> there's about 150 kids, and it can't be that there was 10 walkie talkies, and every kid who happened who had a walkie talkie happens to have luckily got onto the same route as where the fucking car was going. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they are they're plotting the pa- the, the the path of where this car is taking Judy, um, and yeah. No, so they get. This is Unit Four. They've just come past the lagoon, (laughs) and they've yeah, they um, and then all the bikes, all of them, they're all on the way at this point, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) Like speeding down the road, and um, and then um, PJ and and Goose are on their way as well, and the the bad guys pull up to the um, where they're going, and there's a truck there, and more bad guys, um, and then. Eugene opens the box, but there's no walkie-talkies. So the the <laughs> get out of the car. You're riding the poo now, sister. <laughs> yeah, and this is the line that I remember that just stuck with me for, like I said, over thirty years. Because, um, like, she says, um, "Oh, your walkie-talkies have gone walkies." I remember that, like, yeah, just distinctly. I don't know why. Um, it's not my favourite line. My favourite line's coming up. Oh, it's amazing. Yes. Um, so anyway, all of the bikers, all of the cyclists turn up now. There's, like you said, a lot of them. It's like there's fucking 200 of them at this point. It's madness. <laughs> and they're, and they're, so they're all speeding towards the criminals. Now, the criminals have got bats, baseball bats yeah. and guns. Um, but, you know, they're kids. They don't give a fuck. They, they've got no fear. Um, <laughs> Just launching... Fucking kilo, kilogram, kilogram bags of flour at their faces. Yeah. <laughs> so if you think there's 200 kids, you've got 200 bags of flour hurtling towards you. They get knocked over. And the kids are just fucking riding all over them. <laughs> over their hands and their arms. Trying to break their elbows or their shoulders and their fucking legs. It, it would be like being pecked to death by a thousand canaries. Yeah, they do. One of the... I mean, I felt a little bit sorry for him, actually. Because, like, you know... Um, he doesn't seem like one of the the worst crooks, shall we say? He's just getting run over. Like <laughs> yeah. he's actually getting run over. You know, you can see it. Because um, kids but, are evil, they're fucking loving it. Yeah, let's run over this man's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they take Judy again, again. Yeah, uh, but this time in a truck. Um, yeah. and the boss is driving this time. And P- PJ at this point, PJ's doing his best impression of a T one thousand. 
yes, chasing after the truck. He managed yeah. to climb on the back. It's all very fast and furious at this point, I think, isn't yeah. it? There's, there's a little bit of, you know, the, I, I got a bit of a fast and furious vibe. Um, and then the, the, the main... <laughs> but Oh, this is amazing. The main bad guy, he, he calls them dummies, you prawns. Dummies, you prawns, you mummified nonces. Uh, I thought he said mummified ponces. Oh, I thought he said nonces. <laughs> Either way... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was brilliant! Oh, we'll have to clear, clear that one up in the edit. But either yeah. way, mummified nonces or mummified ponces, <laughs> great line. You dummies! You prawns! You mummified ponces! Uh, what the fuck is a mummified a well, mummified either. nonce or a pon- mummified ponce? Why is that? Where does the significance of being mummified yeah. come into it? <laughs> Apparently, the mummification is the most important oh. part. <laughs> oh, I love that. He threatens oh. to burn them, cut them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. And then, uh, so anyway, Goose is now uh, chasing as well as yeah. PJ is hanging off the back of this truck. And like I said, he's pedalling up a hill. Yeah. It's it's like, geez, you'd be knackered, absolutely knackered. Um, but he manages to jump on the back of the truck. Um, so they're both on the truck now, and they climb onto the roof. Um, the bad guys figure out that they're actually on the roof, and they start trying to shake them off. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then they climb onto the sort of cab, the top of the cab. Of yeah. The... Well, the stuntmen climb onto the truck and then we have the odd close-up of the actual actors sort of moving a bit. Yeah, yeah. And um, But you do get one very important important thing while that's happening, just before they get onto the, um, before they get onto the, uh, the top of the cab, we do see someone is, for some reason, putting some foam on some grass. <laughs> yeah. I, there's a... <laughs> Again, like a sort of a scene where it's. I looked at the machine that the, the they're using, and it's called foam fertilizer. Oh, what? I didn't see that bit. I was just thinking, all right, I can see what's going to happen here, but why the fuck is someone foaming some grass? Yeah, because there's a few people like you know, there's a workman, and there's a few people wearing suits. I, I, and that's I mean, in mind now, if it's foam fertilizer. That's probably not the kind of stuff you want to kind of wrestle around in and get in your eyeballs. No. But the thing is, though, I'd never heard foam fertiliser. I didn't. No. I, is, is it a thing? Is it. Is it anyway, is it I just an excuse? I think it was just foam, you know. Is it just an excuse to get loads of foam all over the place? I think um, so. But uh, no, this isn't probably the smartest idea. It's, it's a little reckless, isn't it? Just a bit because PJ and um, and uh, Goose that there's a like a um, a, a tarpaulin or whatever it is you know on on the the uh, the cab they cover the windshield yeah. <laughs> fucking while, dangerous while this lorry is swerving around and trying to go fast yeah we'll just cover the windscreen see what happens yeah it's a risky maneuver fair enough well the thing is it does hit a car they could yeah. have gone flying over the top of oh. this frigging you know yeah in reality they've got they've gone flying off that roof towards a windscreen only overtaken by judy's dead body smashing through the windscreen as she overtakes <laughs> them flying through the air in a crumpled heap yes because you're not wearing a, 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 a seat belt you know this is the no. era when seat belts were you know not um you don't you know didn't have to wear them um so anyway then they all get out 
all this foam's going everywhere. Yeah. And it's accompanied by the most slapstick fucking music. Oh, God, it's like old-timey Western piano type stuff, isn't it? And then you can hear the you can hear the police sirens in the background. And but did but did they actually turn up? Or is it yeah, just yeah. All right, no, so they, they pull yeah. up and then you I don't think you see anyone get arrested, do you? And um they well they don't want to get in the foam because everybody's covered in foam. Yeah, and the police that's are fucking just fertilizer, sort of... they're all gonna be in agony in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. So they're just standing back watching all this because Go- Goose and PJ appear to have got the boss and they're sort of holding on to him. Um so yeah, and then next scene is the grand opening of the BMX track. And, the um, the man, manly BMX track. Well, uh, I, is is manly the place name or is it man? I don't know. I don't, I didn't notice that. I must admit, I just saw you know it's a, it's a BMX track. You know, it's they've got they got their wish, didn't they? You know, yes. they foiled the bad guys. Uh, you know, they got money from the reward from uh, capturing the bad guys and all this that and the other. I, I mean, suppose. how fucking much was the reward to buy a piece of land? Okay, <laughs> uh, and then. I mean, also, who's fucking paying for this reward? I mean, if, usually it would come from the police, wouldn't it, I guess? That's true, yeah. So, or, or someone who has lost something or whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, then as the credits are rolling, uh, you have all three of them, PJ, Goose and Judy, competing in a race yeah. and they all win a trophy. Yeah, individually because you can't have them against each other. So first, yeah, first there's lots of people jumping and stuff and they're watching and pointing stuff out. And uh, someone falls off. Oh God, yeah, Nothing like that, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, then the title starts. Yeah, goose, goose wins a trophy. Uh, PJ has a race. Someone falls off again, um, and looks like they almost hurt themselves. Uh, he also wins a trophy, despite you never, you never actually see him leave the race. And then Judy races, and she wins a much bigger trophy for some reason. Hmm. Yeah. Um. And that's it, you know. Like I said, that this is all happening as the uh, the credits are rolling, and yeah. uh, the song at the end is fucking awful as it well. It's terrible, isn't it? I mean, I, it's. I it's, did hear the word BMX in it, but it's yeah. bloody awful. It's out of tune. The person mm. singing it can't sing. No. Um, you know, which it, so it may feature in this episode at some point, but uh, just so people can sort of tell what we're talking about but bloody hell it's i mean the song at the sort of like i suppose the bit where judy's showing off her stuff isn't too bad but this is terrible yeah, god awful song um anyway that was uh bmx bandits yeah, we never found out if pj fucked judy <laughs> <laughs> oh dear now apparently mm. i mean the film itself from what i've read was um quite you know successful um apparently it was it made a million dollars in its first six weeks uh which you think for a film from back then yeah quite a lot of money and plus you can't imagine it cost a great deal to make no, um, also, no. and it was apparently the fifth highest grossing film in england uh of its from its year of its release was it? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um you know so there you go. Um, so, what did you think? Did, I, I, I'm really intrigued to, to sort of find out what you think thought, thought of this. You know, um, it's really so. tough. It's really tough to to kind of give an opinion on this one because 
usually we do most of our films are sort of aimed at adults um which you know you i just find that easier to mark because i am said adult kind of mm. but to, to rate a kid's film especially one from back then it, it's quite difficult and thinking about it 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 doesn't do anything special um and really i mean you've, you've got your little bit of setup but i'll give it its due it doesn't it doesn't stick around uh, it doesn't you know doesn't linger on anything apart from that big chase sequence three quarters of the way through that takes up probably a third of the film pretty much <laughs> yeah <laughs> third of the film on them just riding on roads and getting caught up by the baddies every time because they're riding on roads go on little footpaths you would have escaped take a shortcut i mean when i used to bike around we knew all the shortcuts through everywhere because that's how you make things quicker but no they took all the long long roads um yeah, it's fairly standard with your bumbling criminals and <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. The stunts aren't great, really. I mean, the riders are okay, but I don't think they were world-class riders. You didn't look at anything really and go, wow, how did they do that on those BMX bikes? Mm. None of that. Um but it it was it was fun enough. I I did I did enjoy the pessimism of Goose in some respects because he was so dour. I do wish I'd written more of his stuff down because every time anyone had something positive to say, he was Mister Negative, and it was quite funny and annoying at the same time. Um, I'm struggling here. I th- I think I think I semi enjoyed it. Mm. I think maybe. <laughs> I mean, it weren't great. I mean, it did help that I watched it in, I think, three sittings. Yeah. If I'd watched the whole thing in one sitting, I, I mean, I think I would have been checking my watch. Because it, it um, compare it to some of the really good good films of this ilk at the, you know, out of the time or around that time, it's not particularly good in any way, shape or form. But, yeah, I liked it because I wanted a BMX faceplate. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I, I think I've, I would put this in. I'd put this in the folder marked. Enjoyed talking about it more than watching. I think. Okay, okay. So again, I think I only haven't haven't said it. Said it. Oh fuck me! Oh, oh fuck me! <laughs> having having only seen it once from memory, I um I didn't have many expectations from it. And like I said, I, I couldn't remember barely anything at all of it. Um, but it did stir up a few different emotions watching it. Like I said, mainly, uh, you know, I remember him going to watch it with my, my friend and his dad. And then, um, you know, we, we must have done, I mean, okay. I can't remember it, uh, that distinctly, but we must have then come home and got on our bikes and pretended to be PJ and Goose. Yeah. We we must have done that, yeah. uh, and you know so. And and in terms of the film itself, I think again having quite low expectations, I guess of it. Um, I actually quite liked it as well. Yeah. I thought <laughs> the um, you, you you know because we watched um, No Retreat, No Surrender two, yeah, and the acting in that was fucking diabolical i mean you know and again the the sort of forced banter whatever you want to call that now there was a fair bit of that you know like i said the, at the beginning there's a lot of conversation and dialogue between judy pj and goose but it felt more natural it just it didn't feel like that it was 
you know, that it was forced or they were trying to be funny for the sake of it. There was a few cheesy lines and stuff, but, you know, I actually felt like they're, they're actually quite good actors altogether. You know, they felt yeah. quite natural. There was a quite, there was a bit of rapport. Like you said, they're quite like Goose's pessimism. Um, and, you know, it, it was, it was good fun. You know, it was cheesy. I loved all the sort of, <laughs> yeah, you know, true, true. all that. I, th- I thought like, you know, the bum, as kids films go, and that's, that's what yeah. it is, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's a kid's film. Um, I quite liked it and I'd be tempted to sit down and watch it with my kids. I didn't do it this time around because again, uh, you know, sort of sitting down and writing notes and pausing it occasionally. And I, I did similar to you. I watched it in a couple of sittings rather than just one because of just time and everything. Um, so, yeah, I liked it. And you're going to think I'm mental with what I'm going to say next. But... Uh, no, but I know I know exactly what you're going to say, but I know you didn't see what you're about to say until very recently. Well, yeah, I mean, I've seen that more. Uh, but I... From watching it recently anyway, I actually... Lo- <laughs> I think I'd probably... If I was given the choice, <laughs> would you prefer to watch BMX Bandits or The Goonies... I think I'd prefer to watch BMX Bandits because I find the Goonies incredibly irritating. I just find the whole... the, the There's too many kids and all they do when they're together is fucking scream and make noise. And don't get me wrong, there's aspects of the Goonies that I like, you know, but it's usually the quieter moments, like, say, between Sean Astin and Josh, Bro- Josh Brolin when they're talking about leaving the Goondocks and, yeah. you know, that the, those moments where, you know, he, he sort of, he runs into his arms and he gives him a hug and, you know, there's some nice music playing and everything. I, I just, I, I don't know. It's one of those things, watching... Again, The Goonies would have been a film that we watched when we were kids and we wanted to be The Goonies. You know, we wanted to be Data or we wanted to be Mouth or we wanted to be Mikey or, you know, we wanted to be one of The Goonies. I wanted to be Data because, you know, he had gadgets and shit. Yeah, exactly. No, no yeah. I, I I wanted slick shoes. Yeah. Um, and a boxing uh, glove under a trench coat. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, or to sort of like do a, uh, a zip wire down off a, a <laughs> you know... Uh, into somebody's house but so we wanted to be the goonies you know we went on adventures and we did stuff you know we thought we we're going to solve crimes or you know we we're going to get <laughs> caught up with criminals oh, I mean, it's so funny when you're a kid you genuinely think you could solve crimes yeah i mean i was going to say we were 17 at the time but still. <laughs> but no i mean so i i totally appreciate i think the, 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 this is the thing isn't it and this is the thing why we do this now that the experience of watching that film as a kid and then comparing to watch it now as an adult, I, I don't know, I just, I find it quite irritating, if I'm honest with you. Maybe we'll have to revisit it and we yeah. can go into it in a bit, a bit more detail. But yeah, I think I, just, I think maybe having read that quote and that comment from Quentin Tarantino, you know, it's the Australian Goonies, I definitely see where he's coming from. Um, it's, a, it's, it's, you know, a do lot more cheaper. It's, it's a lot simpler, though. It's a lot yeah. more s- simple. You know, we want a BMX yeah. track. How do we do it? This is how it went a bit wrong. But then it went right. Simple. Yeah. 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 But anyway, I, I liked it and I yeah. enjoyed it. I thought it was good fun. And, um, you well, know. Put, put it, it this was... way. I enjoyed it more than Spaceballs or The Golden Child when we did those. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, we did have some nice correspondence from people mm. on this as well. So uh, shall we go with the first one? You take the first one if you like. Okay. Shorty boy. And he has said, Oh, mate, 
I was at first school and a pal was telling me about this film and it sounded like the coolest thing ever. I didn't even get a chance to see it, but that didn't stop me and my friends riding around calling ourselves the BMX Bandits. <laughs> Sad little twats. <laughs> uh, Alright then, I, I don't know, I struggle to I do an Australian, I don't know. Anyway, this is from the Alan, Alan Sanders. Uh, watch the trailer because I thought I may have seen it. Nope, never did. I'm sure you'll spend a lot of time talking about the horrible colour picks for the kids' costumes design. However, it did bring back memories of wanting a Mongoose brand BMX bike when I was a kid. And then he goes on to say, The one I do remember watching a lot was the film Rad with Talia Shire. I remember having a crush on Laurie Laughlin's character. I'd be interested to see if the two films are similar or if they are completely original. Never heard of Rad. No, me neither. Yeah. There you go. Uh, next up. Oh, next up, uh, I think it would have been David. Yes. David, our overlord. Um, he replied, uh, they couldn't handle a Raleigh chopper, though. <laughs> uh, yes. I never had a chopper, but they always look quite, look, they look quite cool because they had like the little gear stick in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, and then this is from Gav, Postman Gav. First movie I saw at the cinema. They used to run a raffle before the film, and I won a Space Camp poster. Love the film, and would love to watch it again. Oh, there you go. Nothing like winning a poster to a film that's got nothing to do with the film that you're about to see. <laughs> Marvellous. Yeah. Um, then we've got uh, Matt at mheath182, and he says, Oh, I have many thoughts, but none of them nice. Mm. Uh, and then we've got Wartang the Batcher. Badger. Uh, not enough time. Watched this so many times over and over again. Must have had it on VHS and ran the tape out. The thing that stuck with me was their accents. Think I may have been about five or seven at the time and wasn't quite aware of Australia. Australia. Also made me want a BMX bike. And then we have Ash at Splashwave 86. This film is still on regular rotation in our house since introducing it to our six-year-old last year. This was one of those movies that it felt like it was on every Easter. Watched it so many times as a kid despite being unable to ride a bike at the time. Still a fun watch. Oh, nice. And then last but certainly not least, we've got... <laughs> we are honoured. Oh, yes. Adam Roche um, from uh, The Secret History of Hollywood, don't you know? Uh and I think this is in response to the picture I put up, uh, mm. uh, the, the the cover. Um, that is some righteous photoshopping. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that poster. I mean, wow. That that so, That is a bad poster you put up. Yes. Uh, so that was it. BMX mm. Bandits in the books, in the can, whatever you want to call. Um, now, I've been debating what to play. Uh, play for me. But <laughs> what to pick next? I mean, I was looking down the list of films that we've got. Um, Have we got a list? And... Yeah, we've got the list. I never, list. I'd never look at it. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot of films on there, but it was like I was in one of those moods where you know, like a video game. You sort of like you you look at all your backlog of video games and you go, oh, what shall I play? What shall I play? And you end up playing nothing. Um, so. Mm. I still am, I'm still undecided if I'm being perfectly honest. Well, I'm not being funny, but if any time you need to not be under 
we need to be decided, in fact. I think now's the time. Well, yeah, I mean, I have got something up. and I, I'm I don't think- want to know what's going on in your pants, <laughs> Team Heat. I'm thinking of sticking with the kids' film Ooh. Um, theme. Uh, now, uh, and that is unexpected, like finding a kangaroo having sex with a badger. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. I'm. I'm. I'm sticking with it. Um, you know, because why not? It's truth. I'm going to go back to this is even further back to 1981. Oh, fine. Okay, I was two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be quite have... big in my first memories. <laughs> You may have watched it. You never know. I was um, sucking on my mother's teeth when I remember this being on television. <laughs> and this is... Right, so if I... It, right. So <laughs> you'll go... I'll go with here. Barbara Carrera. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oliver Reed. Oh, nutbags. I think I should know this, but carry on. Okay, and then you may get it. Again, it's all dependent on whether you've seen it or not. Uh, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Michael Crawford. Hmm. Have I ever got one of these? I I don't know. Maybe. I don't think I have, you know. Anyway. Oh, I did. I got got episode without leave. Um, Oh, yes. Yeah, I think. Maybe. Go any, on then. Any, go, go, go. Okay. No, no, okay. This is from 1981, and it is Condor Man. Oh, fucking hell. Jesus. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah, the whole way through? Possibly not. Oh. Now, I think this is on Disney Plus, you know. Um, I think so. I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> we're going to be in a uh, China <laughs> O'Brien situation again. Yeah, we might, be, but anyway, we'll 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 stick with it. So yeah, we're gonna go with this. We're gonna go with um, with uh, Condor Man from nineteen eighty one, uh, starring Michael Crawford. Uh, Bloody hell, that that's that's fairly left field there, Christopher. Very, I would never have got that one. Yes, well, there you are. Anyway, right. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, how long have we been chatting? I I I've lost track of time. Um. um been recording for oh, just over two hours there yeah. you go so um yes well thank you for listening it's been fun and um you can find me at dastardly jabby on twitter where can they find you they can search but they may not find me at ape mutterings and if you go to uh 60 mw podcast on twitter that's where you'll find uh all the tweets from the the main hub um and uh all the competitions all the giveaways all the reviews all the news items everything else if you go to 60mw.co.uk that's where you'll find all the podcasts and all the website shit and everything else um and there you are oh pardon me uh thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time for a little bit of condor man thank you bye bye I'm off to Yabby Creek to go and buy myself a kookaburra sandwich. Bye-bye. In your ute. In me ute. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.